0: Colin Lykas and Jim Rosso. What's up, everyone? Colin Lykus, Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential is on the air. Normally, would have had Jim Rosso intro in there, but his mic didn't want to turn on, so I'm the first voice you hear, which I guess I guess makes sense since I'm the first name that Gene Honda says on the intro.
1: Oh, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, welcome back to the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential. We were gone last year doggone pandemic took mm-hmm. care of us but uh we're back thanks to uh bush dollhouse who's here thanks to dylan chambers our new mm-hmm. quarterback of the show that's right we went to centennial to get dylan that's all right. right he's a proud charger 2018 grad four-year football player so if you have any football questions dylan can help us out too i'm jim rosso vice president of news that's colin Lykus, who does all the the hard work the heavy lifting here on our show and uh we're going to turn it over to Colin for much of the show. And mm-hmm. in Dylan's honor, Colin, we're, we've are we invited the Chargers for week one.
0: That's right, yes. And par- partially for, for Dylan's honor, partially because they won 65 nothing in week one, which <laughs> is a pretty good reason to, I think, invite two kids to come in. But we'll be jo- by joined by Brady Boatwright and Montez DuBose here in a little bit. Um, just want to talk a little bit of week one football. First of all, obviously, we're doing this show after week one of the 2021 fall season. Uh, it was an up and down week for our area teams. Obviously, Centennial winning sixty-five nothing is certainly a highlight. You know, I was over in Ar- Arcola uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Got to see the Cola Wars once again. It was a defensive defensive struggle that Tuscola ended up winning twenty to seven against my prediction. We're going to be joined by Andy Romine later in the show. We'll see if he has anything to say to me about predicting against his team in Week One. Uh, we can we can only hope that makes for good radio. And then I was up in Gibson City on Saturday, last Saturday, to see uh, Illinois football commit Aiden lawfrey unfortunately took a helmet to the knee in the first quarter, wound up playing half the game anyway and scoring a touchdown, a 69-yard touchdown, but ultimately decided his knee was getting a little stiff week one, no reason to push it. So he sat out the rest of the game. Gibson City ended up falling to Carlinville. No shame in that. Carlinville's a good program. And uh, this coming week, uh, well, you know, we'll, we'll talk later about where I'm going to be for week two um, because it's it's going to be a good one, I think.
1: All right. This is how this show goes. Every week, uh, Colin will talk to some players in studio. They get to sign the Serve Pro banner, which mm-hmm. uh, we'll hang at the business at uh, at the end of the season. Then he'll, he'll talk to a couple, three coaches. And the best part of this is he'll unveil his weekly top ten, which, right. uh, uh, you know, Colin it gets it right. And that's uh, important, <laughs> but it's still – uh, might anger some fans who yeah. disagree with your rankings. Well, I like
0: to fire people up. Uh we we seven of our top 10 teams in the preseason rankings won their week 1 game. So it's right. a decent percentage. Um Arcola, Gibson City and Saint Joe Ogden would be the three teams that uh were not able to win their first game. Arcola stayed in the top 10 though, so uh that's a teaser for a little later on. But uh I think uh, the way we should start this show is uh uh, kind of uh, acknowledging maybe reality surrounding football is not yeah. always just just football, not always just what happens on the field or wins or losses. Uh, two two different stories. First of all, just starting with uh, the fact that our of football will only be playing a junior varsity schedule for the remainder of the season. That was news that came out Tuesday morning, decided upon a Monday night by school officials. Uh, Edmund Jones, the first-year coach, uh, went to the, the school and said, you know what, we've got – 30-man roster with 18 freshmen and 13 kids who had just started playing football competitively. Uh, this is not safe playing in the Big 12 like this in a varsity lineup. Let's at least let the kids play, though. Seven junior varsity games. Hopefully the speed of the game, the physicality of the game, a little more up to the the standards of a roster of that um, construction Um, which, I mean, in my mind makes sense. I know there are certainly some some folks who are on the other side of the fence with that, and I can understand why. I mean, the seniors especially and their parents, that's a really tough thing to have to hear, that you worked hard and and now your season, your varsity season, you're not going to have those Friday night games. You're going to play on a Monday night or a Monday evening or something like that. But even so... Uh, hopefully the Urbana kids can find some some joy in the seven games they get to play at the junior varsity level, and hopefully they can even pick up some wins as well.
1: hardest part about that, Colin, is that Urbana has one of the nicest facilities mm-hmm. in our area. 100%. If you've had a chance to take in a game there and to think there's going to be no varsity football at it- the field it's uh, hard to fathom
0: it is hard to fathom and then uh, the other story that hits even a little more because it just goes beyond football uh, obviously what's been going on in the saint joseph community in the last couple weeks uh starting off with uh, the the celebration the the honoring of dick duvall field a couple weeks ago that that was finally made official and furled a banner, uh, let that placard be, be out for, for always an eternity. St. Joe's Field is going to be known as Dick Duval Field. Six days later, the man himself, Dick Duval, passes away after a lengthy battle with uh, cancer at uh, 64 years old. Obviously very emotional. It happened you know, 24, 28 hours before St. Joe's Week 1 game against Monticello. They played through it, got through it, dealt with some injuries during the game as well. So St. Joe's already getting you know, beaten up. And then on Monday morning, find out that uh, a name that's familiar to those around uh, the the local journalism scene, Jim Cotter, passed away suddenly on Monday morning at the age of 55, a team parent of a lineman, senior lineman, Austin Cotter. Uh, Jim was well known in this area for writing about Illinois athletics, specifically football and basketball also wrote a lot about high school sports, not just St. Joe. He was a youth coach as well for his kids. A really great guy who uh, some of us, myself included here knew personally. So yeah, the the hits have just, just kept coming for St. Joe. And, uh, uh, you really hope that those, uh, you know, I, I talked with Coach Skinner, Coach Sean Skinner recently, and he told me that they're emotionally and physically drained over there, and it's hard to, hard to, hard to, um, I should say it's easy to understand why that, that would be the case. Um, hopefully things can just, you know, smoothen out, as as Coach Skinner told me. You want to focus on the positives, try to, you know, just turn things around from an emotional perspective if you can, and hopefully St. Joe's able to do that, but uh, certainly, uh, thinking of those two men and their families as we get deeper into this football season.
1: All right, that's Colin Likus, our preps editor. I'm Jim Rosso. This is part of a, a four-hour powerful window of sports <laughs> uh, on the radio. Uh, we, we're followed up by the Coach Bielema show over at Papa Dells. Uh, hop on over Might there Might have afterwards. something decent to say. But uh, we're looking forward to talking to uh, some Chargers next, and we'll uh, get into Colin's top ten and uh, a bunch more. We'll take our first break right now.
2: Butcher, surf ServPro, the name you have trusted for 30 years with your restoration needs, are adding members to our Urbana and Danville teams. Are you tired of doing the same thing day after day? No two days are the same at ServPro. The rewards of helping families get back to, like it never even happened, adds to your job satisfaction. Come join the team voted number one in the 2020 People's Choice for restoration two years in a row. Please call 217 355 77 To set up an interview or online at ServProChampagneUrbana.com.
0: Our ice cream shop, the Sydney Dairy Barn,
2: offers unique creations, tire swings, and barn busters to start. Shakes, like the jitter shake and the butterbeer shake. Our staff have invented some tornadoes also, like the brownie batter, the hot cocoa, and you can even make up your own with the ingredients that we offer. Oh, you don't do dairy? No problem, we gotcha! Follow us on Facebook and our website for up-to-date days and hours we are open. We are getting ready for back to school. The Sydney Dairy Barn gives you a reason to look forward to the weekend. Far too many people suffer the kind of muscular discomfort that makes everyday activities seem difficult. Worse yet, they think the pain is normal and that nothing can be done. Bodywork Associates provides a special form of massage called Precision Neuromuscular Therapy that targets muscular tension and trigger points. Plus, it is deeply relaxing and renewing. This is Doug Nelson, and I founded Bodywork Associates in 1982 to serve people who hurt. If that's you, just three half hour sessions might make a world of difference. Call 351 1011 or visit bodyworkassociates.com. Paint?
1: No. Paramount isn't just paint, it's the number one paint in overall interior hide and stain resistance providing the most advanced protection in just one coat and now you can get that same outstanding protection with our new paramount one coat white this first of its kind one coat ready mix white provides a beautiful white finish you'll find paramount paint exclusively at menards in third party tests interior paint claims versus super premium home center brands in eggshell sheen Staying informed is all about asking the right questions. That's why Schwab encourages you to ask questions about the way your wealth is managed. Do you know how much you're paying, and do you get your fee back if you're not happy? At Schwab, we offer the industry's only satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy for any reason, we'll refund your fee and work with you to make things right. So ask your broker questions. If you don't like their answers, ask again at Schwab. Visit schwab.com slash compare us or call the Champagne Independent Branch at
2: 217-689-4767.
3: When selling your home with Ryan Dallas Real Estate, nothing is left to chance. Simply receive an offer with my Guaranteed Offer program and close in just 21 days. No showings, no stress, just results. This is Ryan Dallas. Put my team, the number one team for home sold and the number one team in client satisfaction to work for you. There's a reason we outsell the competition year after year. Proven results, excellent service, all backed by my Guaranteed Offer. Call Ryan Dallas Real Estate today and let's get started.
0: Welcome back to Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential. I am Colin Likas at a six ten here in downtown Champaign, and we are starting our first segment of the show, our first interview segment of the show, I should say, for the 2021 fall season. Joined by two Centennial athletes, Brady Boatwright and Montez Dubose, guys. Thank you for coming out, and Brady, I'll start with you. Uh, even before we talk about the Week 1 win, I just want to talk about all the stuff I've seen on social media, just the, the hype packages I've seen from you guys. And it seems like just the the spirit and the mentality around Centennial football, you know, it's kind of changing from that 0-9 season we had a few, a few years ago. It seems like you guys are really upbeat and feeling good about yourselves over there. Take me through what the atmosphere is like over there.
4: So it pretty much started, like, after sophomore year. We all had a bad season, but we knew that wasn't the end. That was our first year. We were all sophomores. Mm-hmm. The majority of our team were all sophomores. We only had five seniors and, like, four juniors. Mm-hmm. And every day after that season, we would go out to work and go and work hard. And that brought us closer together. Mm-hmm. Our bond got a bit tighter. And during that whole COVID summer, we would go to the field every day for like hours and hours and hours. And that's really brought our chemistry together. (laughs) And it really got us hyped up about ourselves. When we would tell people about ourselves, they would be like, okay, this sounds like a good plan to follow, We, we believe you guys. So our school believes us, we believe in each other, our coaches believe in us, everyone around us believes in us. That's what really helps us and really gives us the hype
0: absolutely and, and montez i look at like the, the the videos that you guys have gotten posted like you guys have that big c on the chain around you around your around your chest and you know just uh, pointing at the camera and things like that i mean to show that centennial pride for you guys how important has that been in, in helping you get to where you guys are right now
5: um it's been really important like brady said everybody's rooting for us we're rooting for ourselves and coming from two years ago going oh and on um, like he said, we've been out there putting in the work, and it's just time to put up or shut up. Last um, season, we tapped into our potential, but I think this is our year.
0: I want to ask about this since I just noticed your shirt, the 1,000-pound club at Centennial. Uh, how'd you end up getting that?
5: Um, the 1,000-pound club um, is based on four lifts. It's deadlift, squat, bench press, and clean.
0: And yet it totals 1,000 or more yes okay so he's on top right now now? wow that's impressive all right and that's that's probably that's got to be part of the reason you guys are having success too getting in the weight room and things like that I would imagine now Brady uh, talk about going into week one Um, you expect to win you always expect to win obviously did you expect what quite what happened though I mean putting up 65 points that's never easy to do regardless of the opponent
4: Personally, I thought we were going to win by a little more. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That was the confidence I had going into this week. Because Urbana, they like to talk, but (laughs) we like to back it up. That's how I see this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Montez, take me through what the vibe was like on the field for you guys as far as, you know, once you really got rolling, how were you able to just keep it rolling, basically? How were you able to make sure that that never turned against you guys?
5: Um, I think just keeping our foot on the pedal, um, not letting up. Um, no matter who our opponent is, who we're playing, whether it's a scout team or it's an actual game, Mm -hmm. um, we're always full throttle, we're always full go, and just never letting up.
0: Now, Brady, since you're the starting quarterback, I want to ask you about the offense. What's it going to take to keep this up? I mean, I don't imagine you guys expect to average 65 points per game, but that said, how do you build off this to make sure that there's not like a significant drop off going forward in the offense?
4: The thing about the Urbana game was we showed little to nothing that we have in our actual playbook. We showed the bare minimum because I'm not going to say we knew we were going to win, but we were confident about ourselves that we don't have to show everything we have. And that's what I really—
0: Yeah, okay. As far as defensive side, Montez, I'll ask you about the defensive side of the ball. Again, you don't expect to shut out everybody you play, but similar to what I asked Brady, how do you make sure there's not a significant drop-off You know, where you're allowing a bunch of points after the shutout?
5: I think just um, not being content. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a statement game. We made a statement, and we're ready to go on to bigger and better things. We're ready for Danville this week, this Friday. Um, It'll be a challenge, but we're ready for it.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's talk about Danville, Brady. Uh, Flipping over to you, just as far as you guys have played them already this year. I know it was last spring. It was a weird year and everything. But the fact that you guys lost that game 13-0, does that add a little bit of fuel to the fire coming into this game?
4: It really does because that was personally my worst game. And I really have a chip on my shoulder now, and I need to show myself even more. And I consider every team I play against a rival, but this is the biggest rivalry because it's this week. And so I just want to win this game more than anything, and I just want to show all of my ability and the best I have.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brady, I want to stick with you here. Just uh, I know Central and Urbana, those are the two teams we think about as far as, you know, like Wright Street, Twin City, things of that nature. But take me through the Danville rivalry as well and why that rivalry is important to Centennial.
4: I personally take it as a rivalry because every time I played Danville, starting from my sophomore year when I played JV. I didn't do the best mm-hmm. start like junior year didn't do the best so now this is coming from my heart I want to beat them I want to beat them with a purpose and I want to beat them with the confidence I have more than we beat Urbana. yeah
0: now Montez as far as just the big 12 as a whole you guys are one of only four teams in the big 12 that won your week one game what does it mean to you know that you guys have a leg up on so many other big 12 teams early on as you try to establish yourself as one of the top teams in the conference
5: I think, like I said earlier, just making a statement mm-hmm. and not being content. Um, Urbana, we played a good game, but um, it was Urbana, and that didn't really say much, so I'm just ready to go on to a bigger challenge.
0: Sure. And as far as challenges go, Montez, I mean, I'm look at your, i looking at your guys' schedule right now, actually, and I know outside of the Big 12, you guys got Kankakee coming up, uh, which is going to be an interesting non-conference game, but is there any game you guys are especially looking forward to down the road?
5: Um, each game, just improving mm-hmm. our um, – on both sides of the ball each game. Um, I'm trying to um, compete with myself. Um, that's the most competition, myself, getting better each game, and just making statements each game. Mm-hmm. Line them up, we'll take them on.
0: I want to give you guys a chance to, to pitch to people who might be listening who maybe they don't have plans on Friday night. Uh, either one of you mm-hmm. can start. Tell me, Tell them why they need to come out to Tommy Stewart Field to watch Centennial
5: take on Danville on Friday. <laughs> uh, it'll be a statement. It'll be a show. Uh, You don't want to miss it. Brady, got anything to add to that?
4: This will be the best game for a while until our next home game. (laughs) So it's going to be a show, like Montez said. And just like you said, it's going to be a statement and another way to show that we're not the same team from two years ago. Sure.
0: All right, guys. Fantastic. And thank you both again for joining me. Brady Boatwright, Montez Dubose of the Centennial football team. As we just said, you can see them on Friday night, 7 p.m. over at Tommy Stewart Field behind the high school. They're taking on Danville and what should be a barn burner of a game. So guys, thanks again for joining me. Thank you. And we will be back with our next segment of the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential. We're going to be talking with Tuscola football coach Andy Romine after this next break. So stay tuned.
2: Okay, students, school is back in session. Anybody want to share what they did this summer? Yes, Jenny.
3: My parents took me to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World, and it was the
2: best! Your summer vacation was an appliance store? It was
3: so exciting. First of all, we got the guaranteed best deal from the nicest salesperson in the world.
2: Okay, that sounds interesting. They
3: have the top-rated service team in town. And you know what that means.
2: You're saying they have their own service
3: department? With their own in house technicians and parts oh my
2: goodness
0: they
3: even gave my parents an extended protection plan for free wow that's exactly what they say wow
0: start off the school year right with a hot appliance deal at dick van dyke appliance world in stock appliances are marked down now wow dick
4: van dyke appliance world when you buy from us you get the whole
2: Welcome to Toyota's national sales event. Thanks, Jen. You know, I've been waiting to get a great deal on a new Toyota all year. Great deals are kind of our thing. Right now, we've got exciting offers on our lineup of 2021s like Camry, Corolla, RAV4, Tacoma. Wait, wait, wait.
4: look at that Highlander. Jen,
2: do you mind watching Chance for me? Oh, um, okay. Thanks, Jen.
4: You're the best.
2: Listen, Chance. I run a tight ship around here, so I don't want any funny business. Aw, who's a good boy? (coughs) Toyota's national sales event is on, but these offers won't last long. Visit your participating Toyota dealer today.
3: Right now, get $750 customer cash on a new 2021 Camry, CHR, RAM4, Venza, or Highlander. Toyota, let's go places. Customer cash from Toyota Motor says U.S.A. Inc. offers vary by region. See dealer for details and restrictions. Offer ends 9721.
4: The, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand.
2: Buy a sausage ring muffin with egg and get one for a dollar. Order ahead in the app and pick up curbside. Price participation
1: may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. McD app download and registration required.
4: McDonald's. I'm loving it.
2: There may be a lot of reasons to call a roofing company, but you don't always need a new roof. Bash Pepper Roofing specializes in maximizing your roofing investment. We want to protect your family and your business through all weather conditions with our quality roofing options. Call Bash Pepper Roofing for an honest opinion on the best options for your roofing needs, and we will customize a roofing plan for your home or business. As a locally owned business, we've proudly served East Central Illinois for
3: the past 100 years. Bash Pepper Roofing, large or small, we cover them all.
2: This week's Serve Pro Champagne and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. 621.
0: Welcome back to the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. I'm Colin Lycus Really great to have our two Centennial football players in studio, Brady Boatwright and Montez DuBose. They, they did a great job kicking off the athlete portion of this school year. Our plan is to have two to three athletes from one particular school come in each week uh, and represent their program. Typically going to be coming off a win, so... You know, if you if you if your team wins, then you have an even better chance of possibly being on the radio. So there's there's another incentive to go win some football games this fall. Speaking of a team that won in week 1, glad to be joined now by a coach of one of those teams, Andy Romine over at Tuscola, his Warriors defeated Arcola 20 to 7 in the annual Cola Wars game last Friday. Andy, thanks so much for being part of the show this week.
3: Hey, thanks for having us
0: on, Colin. Absolutely. Now I, I don't know, I, I know, you appreciate our coverage, but I don't know if you were looking at our preseason coverage that much. And I, I wanted to give you the opportunity now to, to let me know about it. If, uh, if you wanted to say anything about me, not ranking you guys in the top 10 and now you come out with a win.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> no, you guys, uh, you guys do a great job and we're appreciative of that always.
5: Uh,
3: I, I don't know if our kids had, had seen it or not, but, uh, our our coaches, our coaches uh, had mentioned it one day before practice, they're like, they keep coming out with this News Gazette top ten, and they're like on the countdown, and we haven't seen us yet. But uh, yeah, they, they, they had talked about it, but uh, I don't know, I guess anything that you can, you can put in your back pocket and get a little mm-hmm. more motivated by
0: helps. Absolutely, absolutely, and you guys, uh, you guys came out with plenty of motivation in that game against Arcola. And I know you told me after the game how important that game is to the community. Uh, maybe for the people who didn't read the story that I wrote in Tuesday's News Gazette and also in Saturday's News Gazette, can can you reiterate just the importance of this Cola Wars game, especially coming off COVID nineteen, where just all the everything got thrown into to chaos and communities kind of got you know separated from each other for more than a year really
3: well yeah that that Colin and then and then on top of that you know we we hadn't uh scheduled to play him uh last fall anyways mm-hmm. um and so that that game kind of worked out this year because you know Arcola agreed to play us pretty late and we had picked up a game like the day before so then Arcola and week is playing Reed Custer mm-hmm. well Reed Custer had an opening in week one and so in order to get the game with Arcola in week one, Arcola had to agree to take the Reed Custer opening in week two. So they're going on the road to play them in week two. So it was, it was actually a task, you know, to, uh, it was actually a task to get that game going this year, but yeah, they've been playing football since 1894. We've been playing it since 1895. Um, you know, when you, when you talk to the, uh, I don't want to call them older people. Let's call them the more experienced
5: <laughs> there people you go. in town.
3: This game means a lot to them, and eventually it'll mean a lot to our kids. So, uh, and I know it's just kind of the same way in Arcola, so we're happy to have it on the schedule if, if possible. And you know, There were some years where we were both in closed conferences and it didn't work out, but um, if the game can be played, certainly it should be played, especially when you also factor in the football tradition that both towns have
0: yeah absolutely now let's just talk about some of these kids because uh, this is what it's all about getting some of these kids names out here and uh usually you know the the, the first thing people talk about when they talk about high school football teams you're starting quarterback and certainly peyton armstrong made an impression uh with three rushing touchdowns in week one i know there's still a little work to do with with the two interceptions but with his athleticism i have to imagine you really like the direction this offense is headed what are your thoughts
3: I always feel like we, we always want to have the ability to be balanced and Peyton's going to give us that ability more so this fall than even he did back in the spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a lot more confident kid than he was four months ago. He's actually dropped 15 or 18 pounds. So he's a little faster than he was. Um, and I think he's just playing, playing well, especially when we get him on the edge and give him the ability to run it or throw it. So, uh, you know, last, last spring, um, I think if you watched our film, you'd say that kid's more of a running back who's taking the snaps. Uh, now he's got the ability to throw the ball, and we didn't help him enough Friday night. We dropped some passes on the perimeter, um, and and, uh, and and some things. So you know he's only going to get better as our as our young receivers get better with him. So we're excited for that.
0: Talking with Tuscola football coach Andy Roman here on the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential. Uh, One guy whose name obviously came up a lot after the game was Patrick Pierce, more so for his defensive abilities or his defensive achievements during that game than anything. But I I just can't overlook – the lead block that he threw during Peyton's third touchdown run from the 12-yard line where he basically just ran a yard in front of Peyton the entire way, and he got knocked to the ground and kind of looked up at the scoreboard afterward and was like, all right, we, we got the touchdown ran back to the sideline. I mean, that's uh, Patrick Pierce is going to be a special kid for this team this year, I would say.
3: Um, you know, he had a really great spring at linebacker, and he played tight end for us a year ago. And, and uh, you know, he's going to have a really good year for us uh, on both sides of the ball here in the fall. Uh, he's been around Tuscola football, um, you know, for 18 years since he was born. His family's been around it. And, uh, you know, so – so. but I'll tell you this. Like, for as long as I've known Patrick, he's got a little bit of a mean streak. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little bit of a mean streak in him. He's a really, really good kid, so he knows when to turn it on and off. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's not afraid to get in there and mix it up. You know, and uh, and 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 we're not afraid to have kids like that where we kind of have to reel them back in rather than try to get it out of them. Uh, so yeah, he's a he's a pretty tough dude for sure, and he's he's really really solid at linebacker.
0: And now another kid I wanted to mention whose name is going to be off the radar um, but I was just so impressed by this one play uh, that I saw and I didn't get to write about it at, in my game recap but I got to write about it in Tuesday's paper so Aiden Beachy was is a former all-area first teamer as a kicker and I'm, I'm going to assume it's his brother Keller who is a freshman and who's now has some kicking duties for you guys and he's 5 617 pounds obviously a small guy and I watched Keller Beachy be the last line of defense and stop a two-sport state qualifier in Bo Edwards is the last line of defense on a kickoff return. Um, I don't know if you saw it in real time, but a uh, pre- pretty impressive play, I'm guessing, that you probably saw in film at the very least.
3: Absolutely. Saw it in real time, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things where he's the best kicker we've got uh, as a freshman,
0: and, and our kicking game is
3: going to improve as the year goes on. we got a freshman kicker and a sophomore punter. but uh, But you know we were concerned going into it we're like hey if this kid's our kicker we've got to figure out a way to work him in to be one of our safeties uh so we did that and and his brother like he kicked the ball off he went and covered a kick Mm. uh we didn't think uh we didn't think that Keller was quite ready for that uh but uh you know he was he 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 stuck his nose in there on two different occasions he actually had two kickoff tackles (laughs) and uh We've been unbelievably blessed with quarterbacks and kickers over the years at Tuscola, and uh, this kid here is going to be, you know, really, really good as a kicker um, for us for a long time as his leg continues to get stronger. And But he's very savvy, he's very smooth, and he's, he's, he's unbelievably confident. So, uh, you know, he kicked extra points well for us the other night as well, and as his leg gets stronger, he'll be one of the best kickers in the area for the next few years, we feel like.
0: He certainly has been showing it early on as a freshman, so I have no doubt about that. And uh, just looking forward now, um, you mentioned, you know, having to jiggle the schedule around a little bit in order to play Arcola, and now you guys have a really – unique I guess would be the right word matchup in week two against Reed Custer or not Reed Custer Cumberland uh, in Toledo first of all in the fact that you guys are playing on a Saturday which I feel like doesn't happen in Tuscola unless it's the playoffs usually and then second because Tuscola and Cumberland haven't faced off since 2009 so obviously not a very familiar matchup regular matchup anyway so give me some uh, early thoughts heading into that game. Well, you know,
3: uh, back when we played them in 2009, I remember they had an All-State running back. His last name was, I, th- I think, Gable. And uh, and we beat them in the first round of the playoffs, actually on a Friday night first-round playoff <laughs> game, in an absolute downpour where we had a bunch of kids who were ill, couldn't play in the game, and uh, it was a 16 to nothing game. This team's a little bit different. Uh, they will get into the wishbone a little bit, but, but, you know, they're very versatile in how they line up. You know, you'll see them in the wishbone. Then they'll be in spread trips. Then you'll see in the next play, and they'll have two tight ends. So, uh, you know, it's been it's been a handful to prepare for this week. Fortunately, we kind of do the same type of stuff offensively. We'll throw a lot of formations at people, and uh, so our kids have picked up on it pretty well. But it is unique, certainly, that it's on a Saturday this early in the year on on uh, on Labor Day weekend. I think they had some maybe had some trouble finding some officials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. And and so the game was moved to Saturday here a few weeks back.
0: Sure. And just to round this out on the Cumberland point, in the latest AP polls in 1A, you guys were ranked 6th and Cumberland was ranked 8th, so we got a top-10 battle here. Uh, But also, when I think back to that 2009 game, You know, you mentioned it being a first-round playoff game and that Rick Reinhardt-led team ended up winning a state championship. And uh, obviously I'm not going to ask you to project whether or not your team wins a state championship this year, but just what does it mean to have the playoffs back for your guys this year?
3: Well, you know, it's something, Colin, to be honest with you, that we don't talk about. And, And, you know, we always talk about, you know, we want to be playing our best ball late in the season, but we've even narrowed our focus more to, we've got to just be better after practice tomorrow because with all the stuff that's going on and, and I, I just don't know how this football season unfolds for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, you see what's going on around the state and, and and so, uh, but, but I, I do think I, I tell you what, I haven't had more fun coaching a group of kids mm-hmm. than I'm having coaching this group of kids. They're a great group to be around. Uh, they really, really work hard. Um, they're unbelievable at communicating things, whether it's, Hey coach, um, uh, we're stuck behind a train and, uh, two tracks have construction. and We can't get to the school for another five minutes or whatever it is. Uh, they're just, they just been a joy to be around. They've been a pleasure to be around and, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this thing can finish for us wherever it may finish because they've just been such a great group.
0: Tuscola football coach Andy Romine. Andy, thank you as always for joining us, and good luck over in Toledo on Saturday morning or afternoon, I should say.
3: Thanks, Colin, and thank you to you guys for always doing such a great job of covering Champaign area football. We appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Appreciate you saying that, Andy. And uh, I I do want to note for our listeners, you know, I mentioned uh, I gave Andy a shot that I knew he wouldn't really take to, to tell me <laughs> tell tell me off about Tuscola not being in the top pre- preseason top ten. Uh, I will mention Monticello, our team that went six and zero last spring, our only six and zero team. I didn't rank them in the preseason top ten <laughs> last year either. So clearly, I'm just good at motivating teams by leaving them out of preseason top ten polls. So uh, I guess that's a talent.
1: Always good to hear from the Warriors. And uh, uh, Coach is going to be happy that they're in the top ten of the News Gazette. They are Uh, now. All right. And uh, tell you what, we're going to take our uh, final break right now, and then we're going to get into that top ten and hear from a couple more coaches as we uh, lead into the Coach Bielema show.
2: We'll be back. Butch here. pro the name you have trusted for 30 years with your restoration needs, are adding members to our Urbana and Danville teams. Are you tired of doing the same thing day after day? No two days are the same at Serve Pro. The rewards of helping families get back to, like it never even happened, adds to your job satisfaction. Come join the team voted number one in the 2020 People's Choice for restoration two years in a row. Please call 217-355-0077 to set up an interview or online at serveprochampaignurbana.com.
3: Your partner in inventory management. That's been the motto of Fasteners Etc. for over 25 years. But what does it mean? It means that your business is unique and requires more than a cookie-cutter supply chain. Hardware supply problems such as long lead times, out-of-stock items, and custom items can be a constant struggle. Fasteners Etc. wants to work with you as a partner to find and fix those problems so that your supply chain runs smoothly. Because when your business succeeds, we succeed. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management for over 25 years.
2: When it comes to vascular care, it's important to have a medical team focused on clinical excellence, innovation, compassion, and continuity of care. Specialists within the Christie Clinic Vein and Vascular Center offer comprehensive services for all vascular disorders, including reducing complications from your diabetes. Call the Christie Clinic Vein and Vascular Team for a consultation today at 366-2670. With locations close to home and work, their specialists can help you avoid surgery and keep your limbs healthy
1: is in the air and now is the time to be working on your holiday gift quilts. I'm Andrea, owner of A Quilting Bee in Muhammad. During September, come in and save 20% on Pre-Cuts and Kits. We provide everything you need to quilt from start to finish. Come in and select from over 6,000 bolts of fabric along with tons of patterns and books. During September, save 20% on all Pre-Cuts and Kits. Come see us at A
5: Quilting Bee. We're open 10 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday at 406 East Main in Muhammad and online at a aquiltingbee.com.
4: Hi Randy Graham here with Curtis Orchard. Are you looking for exciting seasonal work in a family friendly environment? Then join our team. We are hiring for many positions both indoors and out, interacting with the public or behind the scenes. We've been voted one of the best places to work in Champaign-Urbana. We're an equal opportunity employer and offer competitive pay based on work experience. We value your skills. Apply online at curtisorchard.com
2: or text apply to 217-809-0221. That's 217-809-0221. Ensuring peace of mind. Expanding business. Building strong communities. Realize your financial dreams with Busey Bank. For more than 150 years, Busey's built a foundation of broad financial capabilities, vast knowledge, and close relationships that span generations. You can realize your best future. Busey's right beside you. Member FDIC. This week's Surf Pro of Champaign and Vermillion County High School Prep Football Confidential continues now on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. 637,
0: welcome back to the Surf Pro Prep Football Confidential Radio Show. We are going to jump right into our next interview segment. It is with Muhammad Seymour coach, John Adkins, our third-year coach over with the Bulldogs, always geared up to talk with us. They are coming off a 40-14 to win over Canton in Week 1. He talked about that and much more with me. Let's hear what John Adkins had to say. Glad to be joined now on Prep Football Confidential by John Adkins, third-year coach of the Muhammad Seymour football team. John, thanks so much for being part of our show tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, Colin. Of course. Now, uh, you guys, have, uh, kind of an unfamiliar opponent, at least not one we're accustomed to seeing you guys face in Canton with week one. Uh, take us through just what it was like preparing for that matchup. First of all, being a team, you know, obviously not in the Apollo Conference, obviously not exactly local. Uh, what was preparation like for, for that game?
6: Well, yeah, and, and you said it best. Like, the week one, there's all there's always so much unknown, you know what I mean? Even if even if it was a, a an opponent that we were familiar with, it's still week one and, and guys change and, and schemes, you know, tweak here and there. Uh, so there's always those question marks. But certainly in this case, uh, never playing them before and, and really kind of having, having no idea, um, it, it made it even more so uh, of, of an unexpected week one, so to speak. Uh, but that being said, you know, I'm fortunate. I, I knew Coach Wright um from back at his days and he was the offensive coordinator at havana and, and i was the head coach at peoria heights we we had some good battles back in the day so at least i was familiar with him and what he might try to do to us um so so that was you know and again it, it is still week one and, and that could have changed uh, um, very much so but but we had some sort of an idea and weren't just going into to it completely blind Oh,
0: absolutely. And as far as the game itself, just looking at the the offensive statistics first of all, uh, teams like you have found your your new starting quarterback, uh, Wyatt Baum, pretty pretty strong first game, fourteen to twenty three for two seventy nine and three touchdowns. What what can you say about that opener for him?
6: Hundred percent. You know, he he kind of he met our expectations of of what we thought we could get out of Wyatt. Um, obviously, certainly proud of his stats and, and some decision makings that that he did. I, I guess I was more so just just proud of the way he managed the game. I, I felt he did a great job of of keeping our tempo up throughout the entire night. Uh, uh, you know, getting guys in in the right spots, and and, and then again just just being that director or, or that you caller that that we needed, um, along with with obviously his playing and, and getting the ball to his people. And similarly, you were looking for a new
0: number one running back coming into the season. And again, it seems like you got one in Luke Johnson with 118 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So as well as Wyatt, what can you say about Luke and, and his progress so far?
6: Yeah, so, and again, you know, we were fortunate to, to have that spring last year and, and to be able to see Luke get some carries on the JV level. So, so we, we knew what we thought we had in, in Luke. And, and again, he, he met our expectations. Um, and, and I will say it's, it's, it's really nice. And this is not to take away anything from Luke because Luke did a great job. And, and again, he's earned that spot to, to be our number one running back. But, but it's always nice when, when you can run behind an experienced offensive line and, and to be able to return, uh, four out of those five starters from the spring. Uh, just was certainly a huge plus for us as a program. But then again, I think it showed up Friday night, uh, you know, and and getting looped that many yards uh, on that
0: many carries. And it just seems as well that there's just going to be so many options for this offense, which I think was a strength of your team last spring as well. But just looking, we just talked about those two guys, and you have I don't know how many receivers who feel, feel like they could find the end zone on a consistent basis. So you have to be pretty excited about this offense, I would imagine
6: extremely you know and 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 we did we did some things very well in the spring offensively um, but we're completely different now uh, and, and just our personnel you know standpoint first and foremost but but then like you mentioned we got a ton of weapons and and any time you can look at the staff after a week 1 game and 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 know that four uh, four out of your five basically wide outs or, or go to guys um, all had 50 yards or more, and then you, you know, you evenly dispersed the touchdowns amongst them as well. Um, what a luxury to have. I, I mean, I, I truly believe that, that, that we are going to be hard to stop from a standpoint of, of you really can't just stop one or two guys when, when we're very fortunate to, to be able to have four and five guys that, that can contribute not only in our, our run game, whether it's handoff and, and jet sweeps, but then to be able to catch the ball and certainly Luke to catch it out of the backfield, uh, we got a lot of weapons, and, 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 and that's a nice luxury to have for sure.
0: Talking with Muhammad Seymour football coach, John Adkins, after their week one win over Canton. And uh, we've talked entirely about the offense so far, but it's hard to ignore. You know, when you guys go down 7-6 in the first quarter and then don't allow any points until the fourth quarter, obviously the defense had a big role to play in this this win as well. Only uh, 219 yards for Canton, but it just seems like, again, as I just said with the offensive options, there were so many defensive players who contributed to this victory you know we again to
6: to be able to return nine out of 11 starters on the defensive side of the ball and to have the spring that we had um you, you know on on that side of the ball specifically um again th- those kids met met our expectations friday night and and we we did we had one mistake one mistake um on that touchdown that, that obviously cost us for for a big gain and and then some points on the board for Canton um but our group responded well and 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 they kind of settled down and and got the first game jitters or first game mistakes out of the way and played very good football for the rest of the game and and you're absolutely right you know as many weapons as we have offensively I can certainly say the same thing about our defense. You know, you just can't really focus in on on trying to stop or or, or block or contain, uh, you know, one or two guys because cause we got multiple guys that 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 can play and and play very well. And again, what a what an incredible luxury to have. Now looking
0: ahead to uh, week two, staying on the road, but going back to the Apollo conference with the Uppingham Flaming Hearts. I know it's a pretty significant rivalry for Muhammad uh, without giving away too much. What are the expectations and kind of the, the, the plans heading into that game?
6: Yeah, no, no doubt it's a big game. Um, our kids know it. Our community knows it. Uh, certainly our coaching staff knows it. If, if you want to, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now Effingham's on top, and I know they, they suffered a week one loss, and, 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 and that, that, was, that was actually a great loss, believe it or not. St. T's a very good ball club. That's not to take away anything from Effingham. Effingham is still going to do what they do, and they do it very well. And we're going to have our hands full on Friday night. And, and like I said earlier, our, our, kids, our kids know it. And, and they're they're excited um, for for this opportunity that they have in front of them. Again, we we got a goal of being conference champs, and we know in order to do that, you got to beat the, the the defending conference champs. We're 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 going to be up for the test Friday. Uh, it's at their place, which is a hostile environment, a tough place to play. Uh, but you can better believe that that our kids are going to come. They're going to come ready to play for for all four quarters, and we're going to give it our best shot because because we know what this means to us.
0: And and you and I talked about this a lot during the spring and just how difficult that six-game schedule was that you guys put together. And I, I look at this year's nine-game regular season schedule, and, I mean, gives it a really good run for its money because you have your traditional Apollo games. Obviously, Canton was an unfamiliar opponent. And then your other two non-conference games are against Quincy, Notre Dame, and Bloomington. I mean, these how excited are these kids for this? I mean, do they see this as just, like, every week an opportunity to basically prove that they are – that they are just the best team around, basically?
6: That, that's, that's exactly what they're, what, they're, what they're thinking about and what's going through their mind. Um, and, and that's kind of why, you know, again, as the coaching staff, we, we, we relish in the moment and embrace the fact that, that we have such a tough schedule because it's going to force us to stay on our toes and continue to get better as well. Um, you know, Canton's Kent, probably going to wind up in making the playoffs as well. I think they're going to squeak out five wins. Uh, uh, out of that conference so so they're no slouch either and, and it was it was a good good start for us uh, you know got the ball rolling so to speak and now we're just going to continue to get better e- each and every day and each and every Friday uh, with those games and, and certainly um, you know it's not going to be easy we know that um, but again it, it's going to make us better for for our goals that, that we have for this program
0: that was Muhammad Seymour football coach John Adkins. His Bulldogs are going to be visiting the Effingham Flaming Hearts in Week 2 on Friday, their second road game to start the season before they open their home schedule next week against Mountain Zion. Always good to talk with Coach Adkins. Now we'll move on to our final interview segment of this show before we unveil our top 10 to round out the show. I think we'll try to spread it out a little more over future shows. But tonight, things just kind of worked out where we're just going to put the top ten all at the end of the show. One team that is certainly in contention after winning its Week 1 game is Villa Grove and their coach, Heath Wilson. Heath, thank you so much for being part of our show tonight. No, Thanks for having us. Of course, and uh, you guys are coming off a twenty-six fourteen win over Fisher in Week One. Pretty competitive game, one of the more competitive games in our area in Week One. Take me through just uh, before we talk about specific guys, specific plays. The vibe over there right now after getting that Week One win, uh, first one as just Villa Grove in quite a few years after the the, the Heritage Co-op dissolved.
7: Yeah, it was uh, it was a good win for us. Um, in my four years, we haven't we've been the playoffs every year. Uh, but we have never won the first game of the year, so it was kind of uh, um, as was our goal to start one zero. And uh, we drew a tough competition. Obviously, we knew we knew Fisher. They have a great coach over there, great coaching staff, and a lot of Villa Grove alums. So it was a lot of Bill Grove people involved in this game, and and a very competitive game. And then, like I said, it was a dogfight to the very end. And um, you know, luckily we came out on top.
0: Yeah, and uh, you, that's a good point you mentioned. I know Jake Palmer and another of the coaches on the Fisher staff are Villa Grove alumni. I mean, uh, could you sense, also just being at Fisher for the game, could you sense kind of just the palpable energy of all of those past ties plus week one, plus we're coming out of COVID-era football last spring? I mean, what was the energy like over there in Fisher on Friday night?
7: The energy level was great. It was just great to be playing. Um, you know, it's hot. It felt like <laughs> It felt like football weather. Um, you know, I know those players over there, and you read it, read it in the paper, how bad they wanted it for their coaching staff, and you know, or their their players wanted it, and um, and their player and their coaches wanted it, so they wanted to win it for their coaches. So the energy level was up. I knew it was going to be a dog fight, and uh, you know, it's kind of like I told our guys, you know, we want that W just as bad as they want that W. So, um, like I said, it was a great game, and pitcher um, is well coached and has a great coaching staff over there
0: talking with Villa Grove football coach Heath Wilson, looking at some individual guys from that performance. Uh, the 1-2 offensive punch of quarterback Liam Barr and running back Luke Zimmerman. You Liam throwing for 101 yards uh, and rushing for only 38 yards but had three touchdowns on it. And then Luke uh, rushing for 148 in one touchdown. Uh, is this what we're going to expect from Villa Grove football this year? Are you just going to hear a lot about Liam Barr and Luke Zimmerman on the offensive side?
7: Uh, there are two uh, players that definitely are, are big keys in our offense. Um, I, I think we can go a little deeper into our playbook. We didn't show a lot uh, of our plays. Uh, we just kind of went what was working. And, you know, uh, Luke had a great um, spring last year running the ball. Um, and, and Liam had a great year at quarterback, too. So um, those, those two guys have a lot of experience, but there's quite a few other guys that will definitely be in the, in the contention of being talked about at a weekly basis.
0: Take me through some of those guys as well, then, um, because I, I know there's a lot of names that I'm looking at here. Uh, as far as receivers go, especially, I see Brady Claudefelder had four catches for 68 and a touchdown in that first game. So, who uh, who are some of the guys that maybe might uh, might sneak up and surprise us, or maybe they just might have enhanced stats in week two, just because that's the natural flow of things.
7: You know, you have you have guys. Uh, we we are very skilled. We have a lot of skilled guys. You have. Uh,
0: you know, obviously Brady-Claude Felter. You have
7: Parker Stevens, another uh, Braden Dollar, Lane Run. Again, a lot of these guys are sophomores, but they're just a lot of athletes. Um, but, you know, going to our linemen, too, you have senior DeAndre Reinhardt, um, you know, senior Dalen Price. Both of those two guys are all conference first-teamers last year in our conference. So um, we're pretty balanced uh, all around. Um, you know, we had a transfer coming in as Robert uh, Fancer. Um, he transferred in from Tuscola, and he had quite a bit of uh, – play last year for Tuscola. So, um, we're, we're pretty balanced. We have a lot of guys that can contribute and, uh, it'll, it'll be a very exciting year for us. I feel.
0: And now looking on the defensive side, I mean, the statistics, as far as tackles go, your guys were, were all over the place. You got four or five guys, I should say with double digit tackles in that game. Uh, We already mentioned Luke Zimmerman. You just mentioned Dalen price, Uh, a guy like Kyle Krause, guy like Elijah Kessel. They both had 16 tackles and, uh, Parker, uh, Near him, I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong, but ten tackles for him as well. uh How pleased were you with the the defensive performance of these guys, permitting just two touchdowns and just piling up the tackles there?
7: Yeah, they were they are all over the field. We've been stressing it all along about getting to the ball, and you know we have great linebackers, we have great um, defensive linemen too. um You know you got another Tyler Wilson; he's a, another linebacker, senior linebacker for us. He's he's all over the place, so. Um, it's exciting to have these guys that are athletes that will fly around the ball and create plays. And like I said, you know, I don't think you, you can find a weakness on any of our defense right now. Um, so, you know, Coach Alcomb, our defensive coordinator, does a great job of, um, you know, putting our guys in the right spot. And, and uh, the, you know, our boys are having fun right now.
0: Now we're uh, heading into a, a solid home stretch for you guys coming up here, starting with uh, another not not regular opponent. Certainly not a conference opponent in Ridgeview Lexington, a team that lost by eight points in their week one game. Uh, heading into that matchup, what are the keys to the game from your perspective in order for Villa Grove to start two and and0 here?
7: You know, that's our goal: start two and um, It's kind of going to be a mirror image of what we do.
0: You know, we we spread it out; we can bring it in tight
7: um you know they' they should have won that I feel like they should have won that game last week they gave they gave the ball over I think three times uh, a couple times in the red zone um, so it's, it's definitely gonna be a dog fight I feel like to the end and you know our, our guys will will bring it four quarters and like they did last week to Fisher and hopefully you know they stay healthy and and um, like I said I think if we can control the clock um we'll be good and, and stay away from turnovers
0: Sounds like Villagro football is going to be in a lot of a lot of dogfights this fall and wouldn't have it any other way. Heath Wilson, Blue Devils coach, thanks again for joining us, Heath. Thanks for having me. Well, let's move on to our first top ten of the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential show for the 2021 season. Jim Rosso has been waiting with bated breath, even though he's well aware of what the top 10 is. Well, he, just, he wants to tell me how wrong it is, as he always does. Everybody who's a longtime listener knows exactly how that, that tradition goes.
1: Well, here's the deal. If you disagree with Collins' uh, top 10, just uh, tweet at him, right? See, like us, NG. It's popular. He'll uh, And these will debut in each Sunday's paper as well, if you have a disagreement that route. Let Colin
0: know. So go ahead, Colin. It's I I think it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> our number 10 team on this first poll is the Salt Fork Storm. Salt Fork is coming off a pretty big win in week one. They knocked off Dwight on the road 60 to 12. They are debuting in our rankings for this season. We're not in the preseason top ten, so welcome Joe Hagman's Storm to the top ten. A uh, good matchup for them in Week 2, facing a Moments team that won 45-0 in Week 1. That'll be a Vermillion Valley Conference Alliance crossover game. Our number 9 team staying in the rankings despite a Week 1 loss is the Arcola Purple Riders. The Purple Riders fall from number 4 in the rankings after the aforementioned defeat, 20-7 against rival Tuscola. Arcola is going to hope to bounce back in a pretty unusual game, traveling two hours to Reed Custer according to IHSA records, uh, may have never, that game may never have happened before, at least in football. So could be a first. Our number eight team, we had two other athletes in here tonight is the Centennial Chargers. Centennial is up two spots from number 10 after winning 65, nothing against Urbana in week one. Centennial will try to continue its strong start hosting Danville in week two.
1: Well, I understand that you're favoring the Chargers against the Vikings in week two. I yet, would give them a slight favor, Yet yes. the Vikings appear to be higher up in the rankings, so I'm, I'm a little confused <laughs> early on.
0: Well, I think Centennial's got just a little bit more momentum, uh, and I think they're going to use that plus home field advantage okay. to pull away. So okay. that's that's just what I think. But you're right, Danville is further up. Spoiler alert. We'll get to them in a few here. Number seven team had their coach on earlier tonight. It's the Tuscola Warriors. Tuscola is 1-0 and debuting in our rankings after obviously erroneously not making the preseason top 10. Uh, They will be visiting Toledo-Cumberland on Saturday afternoon for an unusual non-conference game. Our number six team up one spot in the rankings this week is the Bismarck-Henning-Rossville-Alvin-Blue Devils out in Vermilion County. The Blue Devils blew the doors off Clifton Central in Week One, thirty-five nothing in a game that I certainly thought would be a lot closer between two teams that have co- consistently been really strong in recent years. But Bismarck will try to do that again in Week Two against Dwight, which, as you heard just a few minutes ago, gave up sixty points to Salt Forks. So uh, Bismarck may be in line for a pretty significant win in Week Two. Our number five team, which Jim hinted to earlier, is the Danville Vikings. Danville is up one spot, 1-0 and after trouncing rival Champaign Central 49-7 in Week 1. And as we mentioned before, Danville going to be making the trip over here to Champaign on Friday night to face Centennial at Tommy Stewart Field. And our number four team, another coach you heard from tonight on the show, the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. Bulldogs are one and zero, up one spot after knocking off Canton, forty to fourteen, in week one. Another unusual non-conference matchup to start the season, but a very familiar opponent for Muhammad in week two as they visit rival Effingham for, to uh, finish up a two-game road trip to start the season.
1: You have the Bulldogs too low.
0: Do I? Yeah. All right. They 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 uh they very well could move up because I think they're in line to to win quite a few more games this fall. Our number three team, uh, as well as our two team and one team, I think are also going to win quite a few more games this fall. But uh, three, two, and one are all going to be facing each other at one point or another. Our number three team is the Paxton Buckley of Panthers. They stay at number three as they were in the preseason poll. They're 1-0 after knocking off Chillicothe IVC 28-8 in the opener. First ever Illini Prairie Conference game for the Panthers. Obviously went pretty well. They're hoping the second game goes well too. They're going to be hosting Stanford Olympia, which uh, barely edged out Rantoul in overtime during week one. Our number two team, still our number two team in the preseason, from the preseason, I should say, the Monticello Sages. Monticello is 1-0, rolled past St. Joseph Ogden 43-8 with 43 unanswered points in the debut of Dick Duval Field. Monticello is going to be hosting Chillicothe IVC, which is coming off that loss to Paxton. And then our number one team, remaining our number one team from the preseason, is the Unity Rockets. And Unity is 1-0, won a uh, strong opening matchup against Fairbury Prairie Central, 41-28 at Hicks Field in Tolono. Uh, rivalry game coming up this week. Also at Hicksfield, Unity hosting St. Joseph Ogden in what should be a pretty emotionally charged matchup.
1: All right, in tomorrow's print editions of the News Gazette, you'll get to see who Colin picked to win all these games and uh, as well as other staff members. How would you do in week one, Colin?
0: Uh, eight and two. We, right, have, we have okay. a six-person panel. Five of us went eight and two. And copy editor Joe Vizelli went 10-0. and 0. All right,
1: that's always a uh, popular feature. And again, Friday night, Colin's going to be on the sidelines at Tommy Stewart. Yell at him. Say nice things, don't whatever you want to do, but uh, so you'll see that front and center in your Saturday print edition.
0: Yeah, don't don't tackle me though, please. Uh, I I might get tackled by. You know, did did, did you, before we go? Did you see that on on Twitter? Uh, talking up uh, one of our our TV friends, Marley mm-hmm. Weirda. She was over at uh, I believe it was at Unity for week one, and she took a hit and she stayed on her feet.
1: It usually happens, and yeah, it's, uh, it's never gotta, fun. <laughs> you got to be quick and agile. I've, ta- the,
0: uh, I've taken a foot down down place you don't want to take a foot before at a Fisher GCMS game and uh, my night was kind of sad for the rest of the night afterward. I I, I hope Marley was okay after that. Honestly.
1: All right. Well, thanks to uh, Butch Dalhous, uh, uh for doing this. Thanks to Dave and Susie McGuire, uh, they're the owners of Serve Pro, making this show possible. Butch, you know, was a was a St. Joe guy, so he's a little sad that the Spartans are zero and one. Dylan Chambers, you did a great job. We're going to uh, get your expertise as the show progresses. We need Dylan to be making predictions in the paper, like too, that. Colin. Work on that. Get him. We'll give him five and five the first week. All right. <laughs> <since> <laughs> that's going to put him way behind. That's all right. You can't win it. You can't let the rookie win <laughs> wow. it. Wow. <laughs> all right, Colin, appreciate it. Uh, any final words of wisdom?
0: Hey, let's uh, let's get ready for week two and then then for week three.
1: All right. Uh, this has been the Serve Pro Prep Football Confidential. Jim Russell, Colin Likus. Dylan Chambers up next, the Coach Bielema Show at Papa Dells.